The following is a hoop ball presentation. And welcome to the Box Score Breakdown on a Tuesday, the 9th of February 2021. I am your host, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. My partner, of course, is Scotty Harland. He is aka the Harlander 23. There can be only one. He is actually the Harlander, H A R L A N D R, Harlander 23 on Twitter. Uh, with a the at the front, and I am Mr. Jolly of Sydney on Twitter. We appreciate your follows. Of course, I am Jolly as in happy. What else could you be with a name like that? Shoutouts to the big knobs from Hoopball, Aaron Brewski and Dan Bespress from Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Get involved, support one of the best things going in the fantasy NBA world. Go over to hoop-ball.com and check out some of the great content over there. On today's show, I am here on my lonesome as I am sometimes. Uh, the good news is for you guys, there's lots of interesting fantasy nuggets to get through from a very interesting slate. Let's just jump straight into it, shall we, and talk about another Brooklyn Nets game. And they're always interesting, aren't they? High scoring. Uh, if your guys are coming up against the Nets, you're usually feeling pretty good. <laughs> and for me, that means Jeremy Grant today. I've got him in a few leagues, got him at really good value. He was huge in a 122 to 111 uh, point victory for the Detroit Pistons. It was a great win for the Pistons, who may still have designs on or delusions, depending on your, your view on a playing spot. Uh, they'll likely beat their over under, and they're nowhere near as bad as we thought. There was no KD again, of course, for the Brooklyn Nets. It's rumoured that he will return on Saturday. Until then, they'll have to make do with their sort of uh, their superstar combined with sort of motley band of dudes that they've got. For Brooklyn, uh, James Harden had 24, 6 and 12 with two steals and five blocks. He's leading the league in assists by some distance from uh, second. Uh, disappointingly, perhaps, if you drafted him first or in the top three, he's just ninth on a per-game basis, but you can't really complain with the the help that he's getting you in assists. Like, he's basically just winning you one category. And, of course, he always he adds those defensive stats as well, doesn't he? Two steals and five blocks. The points are down, the threes are down in Brooklyn, but uh, we do expect that probably that will pick up. But you, you definitely can't complain, especially, as I've said before, considering the other top three guys this season were either AD or Carl uh, anthony Towns. And obviously, Towns is just killing you if you drafted him. You know, obviously, it's really sad what's happened to his family and stuff and him being unwell as well. And we wish him well, but, uh, you know, he's basically missed 20% of the season or more in head-to-head leagues. That's really hurt you. So, again, I don't think you complain about James Harden. Kyrie had 27-2-7. and uh, It was 12 for 28 shooting, which is a bit unusual because his percentages have been absolutely outstanding this season. He's fallen back a little bit to eighth on a per-game basis, but once again, you can't complain because you probably drafted him like I did in a few leagues, somewhere between around you know pick 24 and, and, and early 30s. Uh, I think I got him anywhere between 24 and 35 in the leagues I drafted him in. Uh, DeAndre Jordan had nine and eight with two assists and a block. He is fine to hold if you need rebounds and blocks, and he's also fine to pick up if he's been dropped somewhere. If you need those boards, field goal percentage and blocks, I 
have dropped him a couple of times in a couple of leagues and I've picked him up again in a couple. It just really depends on what's out there. Jeff Green, Uncle Jeff, has fallen off a little bit. He had just 10 and 2 uh, with 1-3 on 4 of 9 shooting. He's not a must-hold. He does have that triple positional eligibility in Yahoo that I've talked about before as well. And so I hang on to him in a couple of places and dropped him in a couple of else, just diversified myself a little bit. Uh, Joe Harris was quiet in this one with just six points on two of six, but he remains definitely a must hold because just some of those games where he just explodes like last week, he is inside the top 75 on the season. Bruce Brown had eight and nine with one assist and four steals. He's just a deep league streamer, but he's 93rd in the last week, a bit of a boost with KD out as well. The steals are, of course, what you stream him in for because uh, he's a very good steal streamer. And for the Detroit Pistons, of course, Jeremy Grant is their their number one player, and he has been amazing this season. He had 32-5 and 4. He uh, hit 11 for 19 shots, four threes at 50%, six for seven at the line with a block. He's 25th on the season. After a quiet week last week, he, with some tough matchups, he's picked it up again this week, and he just, look, he... He's definitely someone I didn't want to sell high on him. I wonder if anyone did sell high on him. What did you get for him? I'd be very curious to find out. But uh, he's one of those guys who's a late uh, draft pick who ends up possibly being a league winner for you. And I think in the three or four leagues I have him, I'm doing very well in all of those leagues. So thank you, Jeremy. Another person that some people might be thinking is Miles Plumley. I picked him up and dropped him. Uh, he was he had a couple of bad weeks after a, a couple of decent ones, but he had 14, 12, and 7 with two steals and three blocks, 7 for 10 shooting, and he did not take a foul shot, which you love because his foul shooting is uh, rough as guts. What is not rough as guts is DeLon Wright. He had 22, 4, and 9 with two steals. Wow. He's been returning top 50 value over the last couple of weeks, and you just absolutely adore what he's doing for you. Again, you probably picked him up in like somewhere like round, at least round 10 or 11, maybe even 12 or 13 or 14, or you picked him off the wire. He looks really does look to be value. Blake Griffin does not. He is rough. He had nine, five, and two with three steals, though, which you love. The four of 11 shooting is not good. One of five from deep is also not good, and he missed his only foul shot, so not getting to the line anymore. Wayne Ellington looks like he's a drop. He had just 19 minutes. He had eight and two with no steals, no blocks, of course, and he did hit two three-pointers, though. Back to kind of just being a three-point streamer by the looks of it. Josh Jackson is not. He's must add. He had 13, four, and two with two steals and one block, five of 10 shooting. And the minutes were up to 28 minutes. He was the first man off the bench. And he looks like a, a big beneficiary of the Derek Rose trade. Sadiq Bay does as well for 14 teams or definitely for 16 teams, but 14 team leagues. He's also back on the radar now for 12 teams. He had 15, 3, and 2 uh, including three for three from deep and six for six from the field. Now, obviously, that crazy efficiency is not going to stick, and he played just he played 22 minutes uh, with uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Of course, coming in to get some minutes, they'll have to see what he does. Killian Hayes to come back. I don't think he has rest of season 12 team value, but uh, in 14 teams or 16 team leagues, you could certainly have a look at him. 
The second game on the slate was the New York Knickerbockers up against the Miami Heat. And this was actually a really good game with a punctuated by some pretty grinding defense and some occasionally horrible offense here and there. But uh, just exciting to watch. Part of the horrible offense was Julius Randle. You just gulp a little bit because he was four of 18. And the longer the game went on and he continued being bad, he continued to jack up shots. Uh, probably he's part of the reason they lost because in the fourth quarter, he he just was rough with his shooting. Uh, that's 22% from the field, but he still managed to have 12, 8, and 3. And he, he kind of made up for it with two steals, which is... Uh, not something that he usually does a lot of, but so you you do appreciate that. Uh, Mitchell Robinson had two and seven with two assists, uh, which is not great. But what was good was the three steals and a block, which is why you have him, don't you, for those blocks and steals. RJ Barrett had 13, six and two. Alfred Payton seems to definitely be the winner of the Payton versus Quickly thing that went on for a while. He had uh, 18 points, five rebounds, and four assists. Quickly had seven, two, and three with one steal. But we're here to talk about Derek Rose, aren't we? Derek Rose played 20 minutes. He had 14 and one with three assists and one steal and one block. He was two for three from deep. And he actually played well. When he came out there, they went on a, I think it was a 20 to three run for a while. And they, they they're on the edge of sort of blowing Miami away. Then Jimmy Butler sort of turned up and started playing well. The starters came back in and Randall kept missing shots. RJ Barrett wasn't great either. And so this remained a tight game up until the very end. So what do we see here? Oh, by the way, the, the other thing worth mentioning, Nerlens Noel had six and seven uh, with three blocks and he did play 19 minutes. That's the kind of minutes where he does have 12 team value as a steals and, and blocks and in you know, a a little bit of field goal percentage, but he doesn't really shoot very much. So the the fallout with the Derek Rose stuff is I think he's borderline 12 team. He's rostered absolutely everywhere. We'll see how he goes. Maybe he plays more than 20 minutes, but in 20 minutes, it's not going to be that great. So uh, by the time you're listening to this, you've probably already, he's probably gone everywhere or you streamed him or picked him up. If you own him and he have a, has a couple of um, good games, he is an absolute sell high. If you can package him into a two for two and flog him off, I would do that because I just don't see him um, having big 12 team value the rest of the way. But he's got that name, hasn't he? And he can put up some big games from time to time, which I'm sure he will. For the Miami Heat, some interesting stuff here. Do we start with the most interesting or, or the best player? Well, best player, of course, is Jimmy Butler. He had 26, 8, and 10 with one steal, one block. The shooting was a little bit rough, 6 for 15, but he did a three-pointer. He was 13 of 15 at the foul line. Ridiculous. Ridiculous that he got 15 shots. Bam Adebayo also was uh, at the foul line a lot. He had 13 of 16 at 81%. Bam was also good. He had 19, 6, and 2 with two steals and two blocks in his... Uh, uh, 35 minutes, although the, the field goal percentage was rough. Three from nine. That Miami defense is obviously under Fibs pretty good. Now, the interesting stuff, it's Kelly Olenek and Kendrick Nunn. Olenek is a guy who falls off and on waiver wires because he's just not sexy 
and he had a couple of he had he was bad when the good guys were out. We have talked about that before as well. Uh, and he's been much better since Jimmy Butler came back already. He's inside the top 100 in the last since Butler returned. He's been a top 100 player, and he had 20 and three with six of eight from deep. I think he's gone something like 11 games in a row now with multiple three-pointers, meaning two or more three-pointers. This was really, really good from Kelly. Uh, Duncan Robinson is not. He had, this season anyway, he had just four points and he couldn't hit the side of a barn with a a pea gun from about one meter away because he was 0 of 5 from deep and 0 of 7 from the field, just four points and five rebounds. Tyler Harrow had 15, 7 and 4. He has been better, uh, recently had 35 minutes as well. And Kendrick Nunn is a pickup again. He had 11, 2 and 3 with one steal and three three three-pointers whilst... Uh, the uh, Goran Dragic is out. He is a definite pickup, that fella. The next game on the slate on this uh, Tuesday night recap was the Rockets getting flogged by the Pelicans, 130 to 101. For the Pelicans, which is for some reason is a team I don't, I haven't seen a lot of live this season. I think teams like Charlotte and Detroit and New York, these sort of like newer breakout teams. The, the Suns is another team I enjoy watching. I've, I've watched quite a lot of those guys as well as the the sort of the, the, the really top teams. And the Pelicans, just been a bit disappointing. I'm not a huge Brandon Ingram fan for some reason. I, I'm not, I can't even explain why. But uh, I probably do need to start watching them because... Uh, Gee, some interesting lines here. Zion Williams had 25 and 7 with one steal. The thing we watch with him is the free throw shooting. It has been not fantastic, but not as bad as what it has been in previous seasons. He was 8 for 10 from the line today at 80%. You love to see that. 6 for 10 from the field for that 25, 7 and 1 line that I mentioned. Uh, Josh Hart, what on earth? Need to almost PED test this. He had 20 points, 17 rebounds, 3 assists, one steal and two blocks. And shout out to my partner in Dan's uh, $75 Roto League because I streamed him in <laughs> for this game. And that was one of the lines of the night. Brandon Ingram had 22, 5, and 3. Lonzo Ball had 15, 6, and 3. He's been uh, better recently, of course, after a pretty rough patch before and after his injury. Bledsoe had 10, 2, and 4 with one steal. And Stephen Adams had 6, and 4 with two assists two steals and a block. Shout out to Willie Hernan Gomez, who got 25 minutes off the bench. A little bit of garbage time influence there, but uh, still worth watching. He was the seventh man today. He had 14, 10, and four with one steal and one block. He's on your deep league radar. Kyra Lewis, the rookie, starting to get some minutes. He had 20 minutes. He had 10 points, two rebounds, and one assist. Uh, and is worth watching moving forward for the Rockets. Uh, Victor Oladipo uh, did not play in this game. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I'm just about to say bad things about Victor. It was because uh, he has been his shooting has been rough, isn't it? But they didn't have him, and they were not good in this game either. John Wall had 25, five and uh, four and six. Uh, Eric Gordon had 23, one and three, uh, with four three pointers on eight of 19 shooting. There's that high volume, low percentage shooting that he does. Uh, they really are missing Christian Wood, aren't they, in a really big way. They need him back. The wheels have kind of fallen off since Woody has been missing with that injury. And we still don't know when he'll be back exactly. But 
it sounds like it's going to be at least another week, maybe a couple of weeks they might be without Christian Wood, and that is uh, not good news. Daniel House Jr. is one of the beneficiaries of Wood missing yet, 13-8 and eight, with five assists and three steals. I have not picked him up yet. I've seen him getting picked up in a couple of places. He is possibly worth watching or streaming depending on what happens. And Jay Sean Tate, I'm streaming him in a couple of places. He had 13 and seven with two assists, one three-pointer on six of nine for a shooting. The percentages for Jay Sean are actually uh, very good. The next game on the slate is the Golden State Warriors up against the San Antonio Spurs. And the Warriors, uh, surprisingly quite good Warriors. They're up to 13 and 12 after a rough start to the season. Uh, they're looking like a playoff team. And of course, for the Golden State Warriors, you cannot talk about them without talking about Steph Curry. He has been providing top uh, six value this season, and you can see why with this 32-4-2 line, 11 for 20 shooting. The field goal percentage has been a lot better after a, a pretty poor start to the season there. It was 4 of 10 from deep and 6 of 8 from the foul line. Good work from him. Draymond Green had 6 and 7 and 11. Such a Draymond Green line, isn't it? Just 6 points. More rebounds than points. More assists than points. He had one steal. Uh, no blocks today. Be surprised after. I think he had, God, was it like 7 of those combined in his last outing. And he has been better over the last couple of weeks or so, uh, Draymond Green, for people who drafted him. I did not um, because of the injury worries. Uh, Kelly Obro Jr. had 12 and 10 with one assist and one steal on four of 14 shooting. So it's back to Kelly Ubrick in this one rather than uh, the love, lovely stuff. It's sort of like he seems to be getting into this pattern now of having like one good game and one bad game or two bad games and two good games in a row. And you can you can kind of stomach it, stomach it because uh, he's now inside the top 90 on the season. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had 14 and three with one assist and three steals. Uh, 5 of 14 shooting from him was not fantastic. Now, we need to talk about Juan Toscano Anderson. He's a guy I'm streaming in a few places. Might even be a long stream. He had 11 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, and 1 steal. If you look over his last 4 games, the worst number of rebounds he has, I think, is 8. I think it's something like 8 and 11 and 10 and maybe 8 again. He's averaging about 9 rebounds a game over the last 4 games. He is absolutely worth considering as a streamer. The field goal percentage was not great today. It was 5 for 14, but prior to today, good field goal percentage as well from him. For the Spurs, what happened to Jonte Murray? Last game against these guys, he was just absolutely off the charts, wasn't he? This one, not so great. He had eight points, four rebounds, and two assists, four of 10 from the field for DeJounte Murray. A little bit of a, uh, what, what's the opposite of a bounce back? Uh, a little bit of a flaccid, <laughs> flaccid uh, bounce down, if I can coin a phrase, uh, from where he was in the previous game. Uh, they they were a little bit disappointing, of course. When you get flogged, you're not going to see a lot of good lines. Rudy Gray, Rudy Gay uh, played 24 minutes, and he had 17, 6, and 1. Paddy Mills had 13 and 2 assists with three three-pointers. Uh, there was even 25 minutes for Trey Lyles. How about that? He had 15 and 6, did Trey. Jacob uh, Potel was uh, not potent today. After a really good game, he had 4 and 5 with two blocks, though. Now, whilst LaMarcus Aldridge remains out... He's going to have some of these games which are crappy. I mean, this is the Spurs to a T. Just about all their guys seem, with the exception of like DeMar DeRozan, uh, they seem to be pretty inconsistent and they share around who has the good games, which means 
a guy like Pirtle might end up getting dropped. And if he does get dropped, the rebounds and the blocks upside, whilst uh, and the field goal percentage as well, whilst LaMarcus Aldridge is out, is just, uh, it's really good value. And you probably go and grab him uh, unless you've just got, you know, no room for a centre. But yeah, I would, I would, I would just go and grab, grab that guy. Kelton Johnson had thirteen and six with six assists and one block. He's inside the top sixty on the season. It's been a great breakout season for Kelton Johnson, and he's one of the few people following up from an amazing bubble and actually doing well in the season. It's almost like there was a bubble curse, wasn't there? Like you look at a guy like Tommy, Tommy the Tank uh, Bryant from Washington, who was the number one center in the bubble, uh, apart from AD on a per game basis. And he was uh, ranked in the top eight of all players in the bubble. He's done his knee. Um, TJ Warren Jr. was incredible in the bubble. Look at him. He's He's been shocking. Booker could not miss a shot. He's not been good. Uh, who, who's the other one who was cursed? Trey Burke was just unbelievable. Now he's basically out of the rotation for the Mavs. There doesn't seem to have been much of a correlation between the bubble and what's happened. But uh, Keldon Johnson is a guy who, towards the end of last season in the bubble, was uh, pretty amazing. He was just incredible in the bubble as well. And now you're seeing with his top 60 return that uh, it's real with Keldon. And if you can get hold of him in Dynasty Leagues, I've got him in a couple. I would absolutely do that. If there's an opportunity after some bad games to go and grab him, do not miss out on Keldon Johnson. So we've got three. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Games to go on the slate. Before I get to those games, I need to remind you about the Fantasy Pass. Uh, the Fantasy Pass is just four ninety nine. You can go and find it on hoop-ball.com under the main media wall. What do you get with the Fantasy Pass? We get all kinds of um, articles that are behind the paywall. You get all kinds of great content that's behind the paywall. You get uh, updated appraiser tools. You get schedule tools. You get uh, advice on DFS. And you also get access to something called Discord, which is a bit like... Uh, it's a bit like Slack or like a, a threaded chat channel. Uh, it's what, what a lot of the different fantasy sites are using now as a way that you can basically get one-to-one advice from all the different experts, from the DFS experts, from the season-long fantasy experts. There's threads on trades. There's threads on pickups and drops. There's threads on all the, all the teams have threads going on in there. And there's also something called a daily tweet storm. Normally, Dan Bespris uh, or, or Adam King, one of the top editors, shout out to Kingy, they do a, a tweet storm over on Twitter where they tweet out a summary of each game and talk about the, the relevant things related to pickups and drops or, or buy lows or sell highs. It's just really informative. But five of those a week are behind a paywall and you can only get access to it inside the Discord, which is it's absolutely worth the $4.99 a month. Also, that $4.99 is you can you just pay it for one month. And if you don't like it, you don't have to do it beyond that. But I absolutely believe you would. Go across to hoop-ball.com and check it out right underneath the main media wall. That is hoop-ball.com. The next game, when you talk about the Utah Jazz, are the Utah Jazz the best team in the NBA? Well, they've won 15 out of the last 16 games. That would suggest that right now they are. They did not have Mike Conley. Shout out to uh, Michael Hussey from New York. who was saying, the Jazz are at full strength, but we, but the Celtics were missing Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Well, actually, you, the Jazz were missing Mike Conley as well. And as good as Marcus Smart is, and 
he he is obviously very important to the Celtics statistically and just in terms of the of the way he fires them up. Mike Conley has been great. He's been a top sixty player this season. Uh, for do we want to start with the Jazz because they're so good? No, no, we better start with the away team. It was Boston who were away. Jason Tatum had twenty three four and four, but on just seven for twenty shooting the. Field goal percentage, I think I was arguing with one of the early guests on this show about that. And they're talking about the field goal percentage coming back up for him. But let's have a look where it ends up. Last season, it was around about that 45% mark. And uh, this season, it's not too much better than that so far. He does shoot them out of games occasionally. You don't like to see this 7 for 20 shooting. Jalen Brown has got good field goal percentage. He was 12 of 20 for the field and he's 33 and 8. Wow, he just keeps on smashing along. Kemba Walker was not good. He had 7-4 and 7 on 2 for 12. Now, I know that this is like there are contract reasons for this and other things about why they had to trade Gordon Haywood away and not Kemba, but gee, there looks to be a huge difference between those two players, doesn't there? Kemba Walker does not really add that much to the Celtics uh, with games like this. And if you look at Gordon Haywood's season, he's having... I reckon they really are missing him. Uh, Tice had 15 and four and could not miss some three points. He went on a stretch where he was just unbelievable, Daniel Tice. He had five of six from deep uh, and on five three-pointers. Tristan Thompson had seven, five, and three. Grant Williams is getting a bit more run. For deep leagues, have a look at him. 27 minutes, he had nine and four with one assist and two steals and one block. The defensive side of the game is good for him. Peyton Pritchard is back. Uh, he played just uh, 15 minutes and had only three points and one assist. More of a deep league guy again at the moment, or a dynasty guy. Speaking of which, uh, Robbie Williams the third had just 12 minutes and he had six points and four rebounds with no assists and no steals and no blocks, which is uh, why you have him. He does have value in a short amount of minutes, but uh, that was not great. For the Utah Jazz, uh, wow, where do we start? They had a lot of good players. Uh, Mitchell, he was 36, 4, and 9 with one assist and two steals, 12 for 23 from the field, and he hit a couple of big shots, including a ceiling three-pointer late in the game that put the Jazz up by nine points. Uh, that one was for Shaq saying he didn't, doesn't have the balls, doesn't have the steel balls to go all the way. Now, obviously, it's early in the season, but, gee, they they have looked good. Shout-out to our man, Aussie Joe, Joe Ingalls, Jingles, Mr. Bo Jingles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He had 24, 3, and 6, uh, 5 of 12 shooting, including five huge three-pointers. With with the Jazz, of course, their three-point shooting is ridiculous. They were only they hit 18 three-pointers in this game on 48 attempts, but you know, still 38% from deep on that kind of volume is is decent. Uh, Rudy Gobert had 18 and 12 with three assists and three blocks. He's having a great season. And Bogdan uh, Boyan. The real Mr. Bojangles, Mr. Bojangles, uh, Bojan Bogdanovich had 16 and 8 with four assists and two steals, two for seven from deep on six of 12 shooting overall. He's my favorite waiver wire pickup and uh, feel sorry for the guy who dropped him in the Roto League where I picked him up. Jordan Clarkson had 13 and 2 with five assists, four of 15 from deep. I think he's still got his nose in front for the sixth man of the year though. Would not, wouldn't you say? It's Valentine's Day coming up. Two million men are already using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. Valentine's Day is upon us. Uh, 
You don't know where the night is going to take you. And our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you you need to use the best tools for the job. If your girl can't think of what to get you this year, tell her to get the gift that's for you and for her. The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect Perfect Package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package, of course, is led by the revolutionary third-generation Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer with its advanced skin-safe technology, which prevents uh, any messes on the bathroom floor and stuff like that because it's waterproof. Uh, That's very important when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow, of course. The Perfect Package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxes that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those over the old used uh, stinky pair of boxes you have to these high-performance anti-chafing boxes. Complete your grooming game with a new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. That's the signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas. This cologne is a perfect complement to your collection. So all of this is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That is HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping. Your balls and the people who enjoy them will thank you. All right, two games to go on the slate. We we have, in the next game, the Orlando Magic were up against the Portland Trailblazers. Both teams, of course, very undermanned in terms of personnel due to injuries. For the, uh, and, the, and the Portland Trailblazers ran out winners, 106 points to 97. For the Trailblazers, Damian Lillard, wow. 36, 5, and 2 from Damien, 9 for 22 from the field, but a beautiful 5 of 10 from deep. And you just love to see this, 13 of 13 from the foul line. Damien Lillard is returning that uh, top of the first round value where you drafted him, and he just keeps on keeping on with CJ McCollum out. Uh, if you've got him in Roto, wow, you just love this boost that you're getting because of the injury to CJ uh, he was a little bit quiet to start this, the season, but wow, has he warmed up. Gary Trent Jr. remains a must-add streamer. He had 15-4 and four with six assists and one steal. The shooting was a little bit rough, six for 18. He, he's another one who sort of vacillates between one bad shooting night and one really good one, or two bad and two good, or something like that, or one bad, two good, one bad. It's a bit up and down, but... Uh, you can't go by the volume points that you're getting from him at the moment. He was three of nine from deep as well. Uh, Rocco has bounced back after a little bit like Kelly Oubre, uh, although he's been even better the last couple of weeks than Kelly. I think he's been a top 50 guy in the last couple of weeks, and he's back inside sort of top 80 on the season is Rocco. He had five points, but he had 11 rebounds, four assists, one steal, and two blocks, a kind of Draymond Green sort of type line that one isn't it but uh, those steals and blocks that he's getting and the rebounds are really great and he has center eligibility of course over on Yahoo which is why you did not drop him and you should not have sold low on Rocco. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. was back and he had eight points and 10 rebounds. He's a not bad deep league guy or a streamer for rebounds and a, you know a few points and maybe he'll get you some uh, steals and blocks here and there. Cantor had six and 10 with two assists and one steal. Camelo Anthony, I feel a little bit dirty to admit this. I'm streaming him in a couple of leagues this week. He had 23-3 and with no assists and no steals, but he had three blocks. Sneaky defensive uh, cat contributions that he's been getting here and there this season as well. Anthony Simons had 11-5 and with two assists. Rodney Hood had just 16 minutes uh, and didn't do very much at all. The opposite of didn't do very much at all is did an absolute shit ton of stuff, and that's what Nikola Vucevic did. He had 27 and 15 with four assists and two steals and two blocks. He is returning first 
round value this season is Vooch. 10 for 21 from the field, 2 of 7 from deep. Uh, the free throw shooting was a bit rough for some reason. Orlando was just terrible at the foul line. They were 12 for 22 at 54%, and Vooch was part of that. He had just 5 of 9 from the three throw line for 55%, but uh, you can't complain because he's been just so good this season. The really good news for people who drafted Terry Ross is he's back, or at least he had a good game. He hasn't had very many uh, for a while, but this is still his seventh game with 20-plus points this season in, uh, I think they've played, what, 24 games or something like that. You'd probably hope for a little bit more than that. His bad games have been really bad, but but he had 22-4 and four with one assist and one steal, and he also hit two three-pointers, although just two for seven from deep. But nine for 18 shooting overall is really, really good to see. Uh, the news, of course, for Atlanta was Cole Anthony left the game with a shoulder injury, and that means Frank Mason, the third, who uh, was, was on a two-way contract, played 33 minutes. Uh, he started the second half at point guard, and he's probably going to get just a crap load of minutes as a result. He had 11 points, seven rebounds, and four assists. Shout out to Adam King, who's saying, wow. 2021 is just weird, man. It's Frank Mason, who is rosterable just about everywhere. I picked him up in uh, two leagues. I got him in a 24-team league, actually. Shout out to Eli, if you're listening. I picked this guy off the, off the wire because I've got some injuries and I had some room as soon as he was uh, he signed that two-way contract. And then I picked him up tonight in one of my other competitive leagues. Uh, I had him in my waiver wire stack behind a couple of guys that I got sniped for, but still... I'm pretty happy to pick up that kind of he's he's looking like he might even be a kind of like a you know somewhere between 10 points and 15 points five you know four to eight rebounds and you know four to eight assists tonight if he's going to play 33 minutes he's absolutely going to get the opportunity for the magic because they don't have anybody else Michael Carter Williams is still out injured Fultz is of course gone Gordon is out for ages Isaac is out and now of course this shoulder injury to, to Cole Anthony and we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that the last game on the slate was the uh, Philadelphia 76ers running out 119 points to 111 winners over the Sacramento Kings. The Kings, of course, have but uh, they've been playing some very, really interesting, close, tightly fought uh, games. They are, I think, 12 and 12 now. They're right at 500. They look like a play-in team, or maybe. Maybe they could make the top six. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, a lot better. They just. Didn't have an answer to Joel Embiid late in the game. He had 25 points, 17 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Weirdly, 6 of 15 from the field. He was pretty poor with his shooting early on. Uh, Sacramento playing some pretty tough D on him. Of course, Rashawn Holmes there for the Kings playing some, some, some good D. But, but Embiid's just been great, hasn't he? Toby Harris has also returned that sort of old man squad value that he gives. It's just really solid, isn't it? He had 22 and 10 with one assist uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons had 14, 7 and 9 with one steal. And there was a bit of a bounce back for Seth Curry. I reckon he's probably a pickup. He's been, he was dropped in quite a few leagues that I saw. He had 22 and 3 with one assist and one steal. Just check your waiver wire to see if he's around because I reckon he got knocked around a bit by the coronavirus and the ankle or whatever. But is there a better three point guy to have on your team than Seth Curry? The, the volume's going to be there. We know that there's going to be the opportunity. And he is one of the, I think he's what, second or third best three-point percentage shooter of all time. That's something I'd like to gamble on. 
rather than, say, uh, on his own team, Danny Green, who had just four points and five rebounds on one of six shooting and zero of three from deep. Thighball is getting a run. He had a block in this game, just two rebounds and assist in 22 minutes, but he is a good defensive category streamer if he's around. Corkmas had 13 points with some threes. Milton had 11-3-2. He's no longer a must-hold, but you already knew that by now, didn't you? For the Kings, uh, De'Aaron Fox, wow. He had 36, 6, and 10 with a steal. 13 of 30, though, from the field. That field goal percentage, 43% is rough. 3 of 10 from deep and 5 of 8 from the foul line, Mr. Fox. That is 62%. Now, if I asked you to guess without looking, and I'll do like a little bit of a pause, where is Darren Fox on a per-game basis in nine category this season? What would you say? Would you say he's a third-round guy? Would you say he's a second-round guy? Would you say, ah, oh, nah, nah, those percentages, just nah, nah. He's going to be he's going to be outside the top 50. Where do you reckon Darren Fox is? Give you the think music. By the time you look, you the, <laughs> by the time I've given you the answer, you probably looked it up. He is 98th on a per-game basis. 98th. Now, why is he 98th? If you have a look, uh, you know, part of the reason for him just, it's just the three, the three throw percentage is horrible. It's 68.4% from the line and, and he shoots 6.6 per game. So he's basically losing you that category every other week. He also turns the ball over 3.2 times per game, which is a red category for him. And his field goal percentage is that is 47% or 47 to 48%, which is okay for a guard. Um, of course, you don't complain too much about that. Um, he doesn't get blocks and he gets low rebounds from the guard position as well. So if his steals are not absolutely off the charts and this season they're at 1.2, then he's he's not going to be higher than this. He's another one like Jar Morant that people just lose their absolute minds over, but they're going to lose you categories every week as well. So you just have to be willing to put up with that. But having said that, a bit like um, Russell Westbrook, although Westbrook's just you know been terrible this season because he's been so bad and he's turning the ball over like five times a game. They will absolutely stuff other categories for you and that, that makes them have value. Buddy Heald, we talked about recently being really bad, but he was okay in this game. He had 21 and eight with four assists. Still though, the shooting seven for 20 from the field and he's... He's been down underneath 40% this season. That is just rough as guts. Harrison Barnes had a bad game. He had eight and seven uh, with four assists and two steals, and he was three of nine from the field. Bagley had 17 and six with an assist and a steal on six for 11 shooting. And the aforementioned Rashawn Holmes had 10, five and one with one block. Uh, not his best game. He only played 22 minutes in this game. Whiteside only played seven, but he managed to have two blocks. He's not really an ad unless just absolutely as a block streamer. Halliburton was good. He had 15 and two with three assists and two steals. He had two blocks on six for nine shooting. He was efficient. Halliburton is not the reason that he lost. And uh, he's also one of only two guys on the Kings roster who had actually had a positive plus minus, which was two uh Guys like the starters had like minus eight and minus 10. So you can't blame Halliburton for that. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been the show. I look forward to seeing you again uh, on the show this time tomorrow. Uh, 
I may be here with Adam King or it might just be me rolling solo again. I look forward to seeing you then. If you've got any questions or comments or you'd like to uh, give me a shout out, go and follow me on Twitter, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Comment on the on the post. I always share this post uh, on Twitter so you can go over and comment on it if you like. We would love to hear from you. From me and from my partner, the Harlander 23, Scotty Harland, it's bye for now and good luck to you and your family. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.